Here we go. All right. Good evening and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Light Through Darkness. I'm your host, of course, Kylan, better known as Kai. And with me again are my lovely, lovely co-host, Miss Monisha. Are you there? (laughs) And Miss Tequila, better known as Tequila. And y'all know y'all like to get drunk (laughs) off her knowledge, girl. Say hey, Miss Lady. Hi. Hey. <laughs> and this evening we also have a special guest, Miss Stephanie Freeman, here with us. Hello, we, hello, hello. We are so excited to have you, Miss Stephanie. Um, before we get into Thank our discussion you. tonight, um, I want to just let our listeners remind our listeners um, where they can find our podcast. Okay, seeing light through darkness. You can follow this podcast, Seeing Light Through Darkness, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. So just look for Seeing Light Through Darkness by My Mental Space. And you can also find us on Facebook at My Mental Space, as well as Instagram and Twitter at My Mental Space 2-1, the number 2 and 1. And last but not least on YouTube at My Mental Space. And as always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe so you can stay tuned for the latest content. All right, ladies, so we're feeling good. We're feeling mm-hmm. great tonight, yes. right? Mo got her new phone, finally. Um, It's, <laughs> it's Friday, and we're ready yes. to have some good girl discussions, right? Yes, yes. So, yes, all right, so tonight um i wanted to speak on women and domestic violence um and before i i i get you know get things started here um i wanted to share um so it's national statistics okay and this is what i looked up today and it says one in three women and one in four men have experienced some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. That's true. That's true. Okay. So I just wanted to highlight that. Um, And, you know, Stephanie... We, we asked you to join us, you know, to be our special guest tonight um, because I know you can relate, you know, to um, this subject, you know, unfortunately, but it, it's, uh, it's fortunate <laughs> because you are ready to share your story. You are ready for people yes, to, to, to hear Stephanie and help. Even if it's just one person, that's a lot. That's a big deal. You know, it might not sound like it compared to the world, but it's a lot. So, um, you know, if you could just how, what, what's, what's your story? Let me just put it like that. What's your story? First of all, I'd like to say thank you, uh, for inviting me to be the guest to the podcast. And definitely. My I give God all the glory and the honor for it. Um just to be here to give y'all my testimony. Um my story started back um when I was sixteen. A young girl <laughs> wanted to run the streets. Had three kids um through my journey. I got two girls and a um boy. Um, after I had my kids, I started venturing out into the streets and searching for love and a lot of things in the wrong places and around the wrong people. And, um, I have several stories that I can tell, but I'm just going to tell this last story that I endure and this story that I'm enduring now. Um, but like I say, God did it. And I just want y'all to know God did it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for it. Um, Mm -hmm. My story 
um, back in 2013, I was in a relationship with someone that passed away. And back to looking for love in the wrong places, I encountered a person on the model bus one day that I knew from the neighborhood I lived in. And I took him home with me. And um, thinking that in my mind that, you know, you was going to be what I was looking for to rebound what I had lost. But I walked into a really, really bad domestic violence relationship. Um, come to find out he was on drugs, but I wasn't on drugs. I had been delivered from it. Um, oh, <laughs> give me a second. Don't take, um, take your time. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. Um, Don't rush it. Yes. It is. Um, it, I I have always tried to kind of like hide the wound, but my heart forgave everything that was done to me. But you know, when you open that wound a little bit, it, it kind of stings a little bit. So um, I had to had breast surgery um, back in two thousand and thirteen. And one night, um, he come home and snatched the burglar bar door off and came in. And when I say he beats me, he beats me, false imprisoned me in the home. Um, but it started in the driveway after he beat me severely all around in here where I had my breast reduction. It was the same day I had after the surgery, day after the surgery. Um, the neighbors sat there and they just watched. They were scared. And, um, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, ladies. Mm. He beat me so severely, um, to where I was traumatized from it. To where. <sighs> I just, I'm just trying to fast forward a little bit to it. Um, the traumatization the to the mind, it um, has me seeing a therapist now like twice a month from the um, abuse daily, daily, just abuse, black eyes, just coming in, jumping on me, hitting me, you know, through it. I had 10 eye surgery, 10 surgeries on this left eye right here, 10. Mm. 10 on this eye right here. I had 10. Mm. After the abuse went on like for a whole year, um, my parents knew it. My father knew it, but I would always hide it from it. But God gave me a key to the abuse while I was going through it. And I want to just share it with y'all. I just don't want to, I'm just, it may seem like I'm running from the whole story, but I want to share to you the key and I know it should be at the end of the probably podcast, but I want to share the key. This key I need for women's to hear. Mm-hmm. Two keys I need you to always listen out for women. When a man can't never, or you can't see him treat his mother right, he's not going to treat you right. Mm-hmm. Just like he treat his mother, he should treat you. If he's not doing that, that's a sign right there. Mm-hmm. The second sign, when his mother tell you that her child is no good to you, that you need to leave that situation and what he's about, you walk, you go, don't stay. I disobeyed and I stayed. So after I got beat, really bad that night it was november of 2013. i got beat really bad that night but the other abuses they was like i'm not gonna say minor because abuse abuse is not minor but these i'm talking about this severe one after that i moved out of where i was staying and i took him home to my next place to live and when i took him there it was oh it was it was so over the top when I say over the top knives at my throat phone threw up on the bed 
just constantly being beat in the head, beat, beat, eyes swollen. When I woke up after the last attack from it, I woke up to a bunch of detectives when I looked up. Mm. But God did it because he allowed me to call my family the day before to tell them that I love them. And my father said to me, and I never forget when I looked up at him. He said to me, I thank God that you didn't tell me that you was being beat by a man. He said, because I'd be in jail, but I knew you was being beat. You just kept on lying to me, lying to me, lying to me. I am still emotionally scarred right now to this day. Not only from the abuse mentally, but physically. I'm mentally now going through a marriage that's verbally abusively. I didn't come on here to be a crybaby, so y'all excuse me. Um, it's just a tough topic. You're but, um, right. Um, but I do have some joy out of um, the situation. I'm still standing. Mm-hmm. And I have people like you all that believes in me. And that's giving me a chance to just speak. Yeah. Um, it's hard to really speak to people and really just communicate sometimes you know mm-hmm. because of the trauma it's it's emotionally you know I just feel sometimes emotionally scarred but um I'm at the point now where I have no choice but to walk away from all the abuse mentally and physically over the years of my life God blessed me to see 54 a couple of months, about a month ago. Uh, so he commanded me to sit still now because I didn't listen when he asked me to walk away from the abuse. So I stayed in it because I wanted to be loved by the man. And it wasn't like seven days of love. It was like out of 30 days, it would get like a a week of hope and then the next three weeks it's like you back scarred again mm. and that's what I have dealt with in the past and I'm dealing with now but mm. I know for a fact that I am a good woman and mm. someday and one day I'll see it mm-hmm. but I would just like to share with ladies you don't have to accept what comes at you from a man. You don't have to accept it. Right. Because God will supply all of our needs. And uh, where I'm at now, I have been ordered to sit still and stay humble through my marriage now. And not necessarily say take the verbal abuse, but be still so God can work in me. And ladies, He's working in me. When I tell you these tears of joy, he's working in me. Mm-hmm. Can I share it with you all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have always had a passion for wanting to help seniors. I have always told Tequila that because mm-hmm. we was close growing up. Right. <laughs> and I always <laughs> told her that I wanted to, I love taking care of seniors. I love just doing stuff. I love cleaning. And you know, you know, our time is not our time. It's God's time when it's his time. But I've always prayed for it. And um, God is doing a great work in me on a lot of things now. And um, just by y'all allowing me to be a guest, it's just a major support to me. It's, oh, it's just, it just takes me like my cup it's overflowing because yeah. two mm-hmm. Sundays ago I was at a church giving my testimony mm-hmm. 
So, um, it makes me stronger. It gets me through some days, you know. Um, the abuse is unacceptable. It's very unacceptable. Absolutely. Love don't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Um, Absolutely. But when you know you're a good person within yourself and you learn to love yourself and know your worth and your value and your worth exactly (laughs) exactly exactly Mm -hmm. when I tell you that I'm a woman that's being built up back with weight now the weight is building ain't nobody doing it but God my tears is happiness. I forgive each and every one that hurt me in life. Each and every man that put his hands on me. Each and every one. I know I can count over on my hands. Maybe even you guys' hands. Even you two, you know, your your hands. I can count how many times I've been in abusive relationships, but let me tell you, this one here hurts the most because it's hard verbal abuse. It's very hard verbal abuse. And, and you know why? Because there's no communication and I go hard at it. But I was told today, stop going so hard at it. Stop. Stop going hard at it. When I can say, I can truly say this to you, abuse is not a good feeling. It's It's not. not. It's not. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. But through God's grace and mercy, um, and a lot of support from a lot of people now, um, I'm walking through some light and I'm right. seeing some light now. Right. You're walking out of, the, light. Getting out of right. the darkness. I yeah. am seeing some light. Yeah. Girl, I was like, ooh, light is going. Yep. Right through the darkness. I'm seeing some light. Yep. I'm seeing some light. And when I tell you, it's some light out of, I've been on this That's earth 54 right. years. That's right. I never felt like I felt before. It used to be a time I couldn't stand still in this verbal abuse situation I'm in mean, now, but it get easier and easier day by day. Mm-hmm. The space that rents in your brain that always tell you who you can't be, what you can't do, what you're not gonna do, who you ain't gonna be, are you you better not do this? You know, this the voices. Yeah, yeah. God is so good when I tell you, God is so good. Yeah, and it's gonna get louder. It gets louder when you're moving closer the and closer. Are blowing. Mm-hmm. They are blowing. The trumpets are blowing. Yeah. They are blowing. Yeah. Constantly. They are blowing. When my tree started to separate, this is a tree. And it got leaves on it, right? Mm-hmm. So Every tree, just say every leaf on a tree represents a person. Right. You know. Right. They have hurt you. One side is where they hurt you, and the other ones, the ones who helped you. Right. When I say the ones have hurt me, they can't even face the truth. They just See? drop. Yep. Yep. God <laughs> just dropped them. They just yep. dropped. Yep. He put yep. my enemies at my footstool. Yep. You hear me? Yeah. My enemies hit my footstool. Yeah. And he commanded them to be still. And he left one. I'm not going to even call it a demon because my heart is so, so passionate. It just, it just can't take being evil or mean to nobody. Right. But when he put that enemy, that last enemy at my footstool, which is my husband. And when I tell you the verbal abuse, it makes you, it was it's so bad, it makes you shake sometimes. And you all are really experiencing something I have never experienced right now. I'm dealing with this situation. I had a situation went on right before I came on with you guys. Mm-hmm. And 
I have never dealt with it this well. <laughs> I never dealt with it this well. When I tell you I was a rock, I was a pit, I wasn't going to take it. I tell him, I told him, you know what? I told him, look at here, brother. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother, mister, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> if you don't want me, let me go. What you want with me? Mm. <laughs> Get a nerve. Get a nerve. You grab what you think was best for your life and went out the door with it. <sighs> the old Stephanie would get in her car and say, let's go. God said, you better not move. You go out the door if you want to. You're going to feel some more pain. Mm-hmm. Keep going through them doors. You ain't got no business going through. You've been yep. verbal abuse. You've been, what, what more What more can go? You've been 10 eye surgeries. You've been beat. You've been verbal abuse. You've been stepped on. You've been neglected some ways through the family. You know, I'm, I'm, ain't nobody did it but God. That's how I did it. And my husband tried to break me down. And guess what? My message was from my husband. You are not going to break me down. Because my shirt tells it right here. It say you're a wife. Not only that, you're a mom and you're a boss. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, my way. The trumpets are blowing. They're blowing. Mm-hmm. And not only that, God is so good with the situation when it comes to abuse. Mm-hmm. He brought it back to me. My daughter was going through it. Mm-hmm. God stamped me before it to see her walk away from a situation. And when I tell you, when she walked away, she walked away like Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And when she walked away, everything she was sitting there trying to hold on to with him, when she walked away, he gave it to her. You want to know what it was? Mm-hmm. She was holding on to a man thinking he was going to love her. She was already over the seven years of completion of marriage by the Bible anyway. The completion mm-hmm. was over with. If he ain't married for seven years, he's not going to marry you. you time mm-hmm. to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, right. I learned that. That's why I end up in this piece what I mean. But anyway, she walked away from it. Hmm. When she walked away from it, God gave her everything. He supplied all her needs and walked her right into everything that he had waiting on. Not only did she receive what she had been waiting on for financially taking care of her, she walked into her own house. Mm-hmm. Her car got paid off. She eating again. My daughter been sick the last 10 years with a tube stuck in her chest, feeding from a from a from an IV pole. Mm-hmm. Four times, four times, and now she's living her best life. Mm. And God, good. God, God yep. deja vu some things for me. Yeah, He deja vu some things for me. And I tell you, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. I'm rocking in my chair now. God is good. He <laughs> gets the words I'm talking to y'all about right now. This is the word God yeah. put on my tongue. I'm talking to you. He don't want me to talk hard about the brutal stuff. He want me to talk to you about how you can make it and you don't have to constantly load yourself with negativity from and abuse from a man. And a man don't have to do it from a woman. Listen to God. He will see you through this thing. I'm gonna tell you, I haven't felt so happy in my life. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're feeling that way. Days. Yeah, you owe it to yourself. You know, right. you owe it to all yourself. All of us do. All of you, us. All and, of us. And all of us. That's, that's true. All of us. All of God's all children. All of us that have went through yep. it. All of us. We owe yep. it to ourselves. We owe it to ourselves. It's just only my testimony, but we owe all of us for it to ourselves. And then one thing, one thing you said, Stephanie, that we, um, you know, because like I mentioned about, you know, we talk about the physical abuse a lot more, but verbal abuse, that's a thing. That is yep. a thing. That verbal abuse <sighs> is a thing. You don't have to put just. I ain't put my hands on you. I ain't doing. You know. I'm just saying the general thing. But you don't. That's you still abusing. It's here. It's mental. You're but killing you know me what? mentally. Yeah, Kylie. I tell you like this, Kylie. I tell you, if I were to show you a picture of my husband, you ain't but for eleven. <laughs> and, and you can't imagine how tall I am. I'm five three. This little rah rah thing, him. I tell you it like this: You're not none of my daddy. You're not hiding God. Look at him, Mister. You can cut it out. 
You can cut it out. You're not going to have control of me. I have took control. Of, I've been with this situation eight years. I have took control of us. Okay. Um. Ready? Okay, Stephanie. So <clears throat> you were saying about <laughs> you were getting ready to elaborate more on the verbal abuse because you know, like I said, a lot of people may not be experiencing the physical abuse, but are experiencing that verbal abuse. So what can you say? You know, what's your thoughts on that? Like what? Thoughts on both of them to me is the same definition. <laughs> it's the same definition. It's abuse. abuse. Abuse is abuse. Right. Abuse is abuse. And um, it's just unacceptable to be abusive to people. Period. And um, to endure <laughs> it and um, mentally scar somebody from it, I think it's the it's the most despicable and horrible thing to be. I mean, to do to a person. You know, if you don't want to be bothered with a person or you see you and that person can't get along or you have issues um, or the next have issues or whatever, it's called communication. And all you have to do is communicate with one another to get an understanding. But then when you put yourself in a position where you see this person don't want to communicate you, communicate with you or whatever you lacking in that relationship or friendship or whatever you want to call it, don't don't go hard at it and, and, and try to make it something it's not, you know, because you only hurt yourself. And then not only that, you're not going to only hurt yourself, but God will put you in a position where you have no choice but to be still through a situation or a lot of situations. I was just blessed to be still through one through this baby self situation. This is baby steps. Like I say, the trumpets are blowing, you know, so it's always a light at the end of the tunnel, but mm -hmm. You have to make it up in your mind to walk away, but verbal abuse and um, mental abuse, I mean, physical abuse and verbal abuse, um, it's the same definition to me. It's, it's it abuse. hurts. Right, Love they both hurt. hurt. Right, right. So, yeah, it's the same. It's, it's nothing different, you know. Um, the, I mean, even in a man's position, the man is somebody's father, he's somebody's son, he's somebody's brother. You know, and the same with a woman. She's somebody's mother, somebody's sister, somebody's daughter. And like I say, um, my thing, my, my favorite word, if you don't want, if it ain't broke, you know, don't fix it. Don't try to fix it, you know. And my thing is, if, if you don't want to be bothered with somebody, go on and go. You see it broke, go. <laughs> if it ain't broke, leave it alone, you know. But if you see it broke, you go. You know, don't hold on. Don't hold on to something that don't want you because I'm living proof to sit here and tell you um, I have held on a lot of abusive relationships. I really have. I have tried to hold on a lot of them and I, and I made it through the abuse. Uh, I even made it through a, a drug addiction. Um, I made it through that too. Um, and I made it out, you know, and you know, it's a light. It's a whole lot of light at the end of the tunnel. So my advice to men and women, don't give up. Don't give up. But when you see that sign, that first sign, walk, go, don't think you can fix it. Because it's, you can't fix something that don't want to be fixed. Not only that, not only that, they're, if they're going to change, let them change for themselves. You know? You know, but you're responsible for yourself. So learn how to take yourself. So at, like I said, at my age, 54, I, I just learned at the age 50 to learn how to take care of step. But I am having a serious and a real reality check now how to take care of myself. And it can happen for us, men and women. It can happen. Like I say, just look for the first signs of abuse. And most of the time, it's, it's controlling. You'll see controlling, a lot of phone calls, pop-up visits attitude changes it's it's a lot and the main thing i want to say to men and women look it up too on youtube if you want to i deal with a narcissist i have been with a narcissist eight years if you know the definition of a narcissist is several of them and narcissists are controlling people very controlling and when they feel like you're taking their power they get angry they don't like to be 
called out. The show have to be their way or no way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. they don't communicate with you. They live in this dark world, a real dark world. And and if you're not applying what they want, they're gonna they're gonna go prey on their next victim. I'm living proof to tell you now. That's what my husband do every day on his job. Eyes haven't seen, but ears have heard. He does it. And I dealt with it, but I didn't know what a narcissist was till someone introduced it to me. And they said, do you know you're living with one? And they said, that can be very dangerous. That's worse than being abused. I said, well, abuse ain't worse. I said, I'm going to try to make this work. Girl, mm-mm. a couple of years ago, I wanted to commit suicide. Got tired of him. But I wanted to commit suicide because of him and his job and he wasn't treating me right. Girl, is you crazy? No, step. God got more for you. God didn't bring you this for to leave you. You are what you say you are. And no one can take that away from you. If you, they can do it if you allow them to. I have, and I'm honest and I'm guilty to that. I have let a lot of men took a lot away from me and made me feel like nothing. But I'm starting to be built up again. And when I say the trumpets are blowing, they are blowing and it's light at the end of the tunnel. And um So Stephanie, you when you um I guess going back, you know, when you were in that relationship where you were just getting just like you said, just beat really bad. The black eyes, you had to have the surgeries. Can you take us to that day where you, that day that said, you know what? I'm done. No more. And the steps that you took after that to lead to where you are now. What made you realize that it wasn't for you? Yeah. Yeah, I got three more hours on that one because there's a lot of in between relationship I was in from that. But, um, like I say again, God, I did it. But for me as an individual, when, like I say, I looked up that morning and I saw all the detectives in my face and I knew that the I was out, I was already out searching for love in the wrong places, but I woke up after being abused and I looked up on my own living room floor where he left me after he had a knife at my throat at night and um, abuse, I mean, constantly beat me with his fist. Um, when I looked up and saw the detectives, but I saw my family standing there. I saw my mother, my father, my brothers, and they had, <laughs> it's not funny, but they had changes and all of this stuff. I went put past other stuff they had, but I looked up and I saw family and I said, they lo- I said, I family love me. So the, the thing is, you know, just seeing my family there, knowing that I, knew they loved me and I had to get to that point for them to see and feel that they loved me for them to come to my rescue that was it that was it that was it that was it and I was done for a while and that's when I met my husband and um but in between that I did date off and on I had to put several men's out <laughs> that's why I came I came to the point when we bought it and then I met my husband and um, it was great. I met my husband back in two, oh boy, it's been so long. I done put up with so much, I can't think. It's been some years. Um, and I met him and um, don't get me wrong, he has some good qualities, but I'm not gonna salute you because you don't know how to treat a woman. So for me to just say I'm done, I want to feel more of me and feel like a lady. So that's why I just, you know, I just concentrate on me now and get to the point where I want to be in my life. So I can't recall what year because I have brain fog sometimes too because I was beating in my head and stuff a lot. And um, like I said, I had um, 10 eye surgeries. Um, still got some bruises up on the hair from where he beat dead, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, that last incident in 2015 just just done. I was just done with it. And I thought I was done with it because I prayed to God that he would put a man in my life that standard was higher than my 
you know, how's my father's and what I meant, how's my father? My father would go to work every day, take care of his family, and my father gave me tough love. So I guess I did kind of ask for too much, you know? And God gave me a man that thought he was in control. And um, I just took control of my situation. I just took control of it. Yeah. Took control you got of tired. It. You were tired of living that life. And I, like we said, you started to know and realize your worth yeah. and your value. My worth, yeah. And it feels good to know your worth and your value as a woman. But I'm still not out the woods yet. I'm still being prepped by God. Um, mm-hmm. But God is surrounding me with genuine people. I use the word genuine people when I say genuine people. Because genuine people will only tell you the truth about yourself. They will only tell you the truth. They won't hurt you. Yeah. And God mm-hmm. surrounded me with genuine people. And... I'm just thankful, and I and, and, and I see myself standing in that that land, that center field, that center field, and I'm just surrounded with genuine people. You know, people that won't ever lie. You know, don't won't ever lie to you. They'll tell you the truth, not just about yourself, but they'll tell you the truth about anything. You know, I have I surrounded myself for years around so many people to where I can honestly speak, I can say I heard so many voices in my head. So many voices. And um, the voices will tell you to do so many things. Those are one of the things they would tell me to stay in those abusive relationships and made me think that they was fine to be in, they was okay to be in, you know. You do a little bit for me, I'm happy, you know. But when you know your worth, like you said, um, Kyle, when you know your worth, you know how to stand tall. I mean, stand tall. All you have to do is stand still, you know. And it feels good to just know I'm, I'm growing with my worth. I'm growing. I'm growing. And and people giving me a chance to speak, they're not judging me on how I speak or how I act or how I look or what I'm doing. You know, they just, you know, they just let me be me. And it feels good for people to just let you be you, especially when you've been broken down and a thousand people, but I mean, a thousand pieces, excuse me, you smile like you're just this happiest person in the world. Life is so good for you, but you're broken in a thousand pieces inside. Mm, But I can stand before you now and tell you my puzzles are being put back together. It's a feeling like I never felt. I can stand and tell you the verbal abuse I took from my husband today. I could see myself on the phone calling everybody in my family, everybody, <laughs> just tripping, slipping, just that mouth, you know, just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just giving that energy away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My, my body feels so good today. I'm so thankful for this opportunity to just be a guest on this line with you young ladies. Um, and we're, I really we're hope glad I, to have you. We're glad to have you. Thank you. You know, it's it's really a tough subject sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of us need to hear it. Mm-hmm. We need to learn our worth, and I didn't know my worth. My worth, I felt they made me feel like my worth was one hundred for to hold on to a man. But when God started talking to me, and I can hear His voice. And I can tell you when he prepared me for the position I'm in now, hmm, it's unbelievable, ladies. And he's it's just, so unbelievable. And, and he's just getting started. Started. He's yes. just getting yes. started. And Stephanie, yes. you know. Yes. Some, My passion is being fulfilled. It's being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not dumb yet. It's not done. Oh, no. But the point is, I'm able to see the light, ladies. So, whew. You have to take deep breaths sometimes. It's hard. And the battles have you doing your hands like this sometimes. And you just be like, ooh. And your body crunches up, you know. I went from 170-something to 250 pounds when I got with this man. I weighed mm-hmm. 250 something. I started having health conditions mm-hmm. that God, that doctor said, but God didn't say it. 
I, I, I'm, I'm learning to speak life over myself now. This man, when, when he, it, it just clenches his skin for me to speak life. God made today, young ladies, where I'm able to be on this line and speak with no disturbance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could be sitting speaking with y'all and he, who are you talking to? You so worried about what I'm doing, but you need to worry about what you're doing because you got an answer to that. Not mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I can repeat. Forgive me. Yeah. I'm finna walk my journey God has for me. Amen. And no one is going to stop it. It's no one is going to stop it. Because what God has for me, he has for me. And one thing I love about God, and I'm speaking about God because God is my healer. I did not, it's, it's, it, I, can't, I can only give him the credit to this. I can be on this line with you guys three days. I have, I'm, I'm just preparing myself. I'm just hopefully one day I can have a book to write. I like to read. I have books, but I like to read. Mm-hmm. But I want to write that book. You know, God did it. I give him all the, I give him all the honor, all the glory, all yeah. the praise. Trust me, my house is not a glass house. My closet is cracked. My closet was wide open, but it's cracked now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm going to get through that crack because God say, what I tell you to do, you're going to do. What I asked you to do, you didn't do. Mm-hmm. So what I told you to do, you you got this. So heavyweight, weight, heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I was on social media the other day and I shared it on my page. I don't know the gentleman's name because I really don't you know, look, but I just like strolling on social media because I love reading other people's testimony and just encouraging words because the encouraging words uplift me too. And just looking on certain people's pages, they have uplifting things, you know, some tools that can help me get better. You know, um, he admired me so much. I went into his inbox and just told him, my brother, my brother, he was on there speaking asking God for forgiveness on how he had treated women, mm. abused them, used them for sex, used them for nothing, treated them like nothing. He even sat there, he repent his whole, he repent 40 minutes of his life of how he treated women. It's on my page, um, under Stephanie Freeman. Um, I, I felt friend requests, but some people I don't know. So some of them, you know, I reject, but uh, I think I connected to Tequila, um, Tequila Page, but his testimony is so powerful. It took me another cup overflowed in my life. Now, I told you guys about three to three cups that's overflowing. It's just my cup is overflowing now. Mm-hmm. My prayers are being answered by God. When your insights start healing from the abuse in the mental and verbal and physical abuse, the inside part start healing, you know that God is doing what he's doing what he's ordained you to do. So you just have to just, you just have to work. I can't wait till my whole door get closed, ladies. I can't wait. I'm not going to be on Zoom. I'm going to be on the stage. I'm going to be on the stage. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do, it's going to be so much. My, my testimony is going to take a lot down. It's going to be a lot of people don't like me. They're going to talk against me, but I'm going to study thrive. I'm going to study motivate. I'm going to study study grow. God is going to do so much for me. So much for me. I already know it. So where I stand now, ladies and gentlemen, where I stand now, it's not an easy stand in a position, man, when you care about somebody and they don't care about you. But God told you, you better care about yourself. Yeah, care about you yourself. Come on now. You, you better care, care about, about yourself. yourself. If you don't care about yourself, do you mm-hmm. think, how many years it take you to see that somebody don't care about you? Is you gonna be a fool all your life? No, mm. we got worth, ladies. We got work. Yes, ma'am. And work comes in all kind of bags, all kind of surprises, all kind of ways. But always remember the key word. It's not our time. It's God's time. It's my time to show people 
that have went through not just mental abuse, verbal abuse, drug addiction, prostitution, yep. kids being taken away. Uh, my father, you know, I even have a testimony how my father tough loves me as a woman, as a girl. I'm a woman now. I can say that for myself. I am a woman. You're going to treat me like the queen I am. I tell my husband that it touched him too. I am a queen and more and more. Yes. And I would not take nothing less from a man. Don't need your money. Don't need nothing negative from you. Don't need no evilness. Don't need nothing going to disturb my peace no more. If you choose to get yours done, you do what you do. But I always remember, what God created in me, I'm going to walk mine before I leave him. Mm. And it took me 30 years close to almost 35 years. I have three grown kids. If my kids are able to have their own, just not speaking materialistic, but kids that just don't bother you. Kids know how to take responsibility of their own life in whatever shape, form, or fashion it come in. They know they got a great mama. My grandkids know they got a great grandmama, a good grandmama. Mm. Can't miss what God got for me. I don't care how hard you come at me. That's true. Come. The abuse already done. The abuse already done. Can't hurt That's me true. no more. That's true. You can't hurt me no more. If you want to live in your dog world, you can. That's fine. That's true. But I ask God to teach me how to pray for you, not to talk about you. So, like mm. I say, lady, back to my glass house. I don't have a glass house. I don't have a closed closet either. But I will speak over my life now. Yeah. God did it. God did it. I said it. God did it. And you ladies might see me probably in the next six months with my own shirt line saying God did it. Something <laughs> God going to do for me. It's, mm. It might not even be a shirt line. But I know what he has stored up for me in heaven. Mm. My treasures are being built because you store your treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. So the yep. pain is the pain. You can't hurt me no more. Yeah, you and, can't. And once and you make that women, decision, once you make that decision, that's right. that's it. You know, that's it. Stephanie, that's it. I, I I I am one of those women who mm-hmm. have experienced, you know, getting beat on and mm-hmm. everything too, and. You know, uh, I spoke about this. We spoke about this in some past shows. Um, but you, you're right. You have to make that decision. And, you know, you would think if you were to see us in the same room, you wouldn't even think that he did that to me. You wouldn't have even thought he did that okay. to me because he wouldn't. He, he, he would. I'm, he would come correct to me. I made that loud and clear. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're the queen, mm-hmm. I'm a queen, I'm God's child. Yes. You You better you, you better say that thing. Not break me. You can go around me. town and you can lie, lie, lie. You can say whatever you want and it's crap because them same people, they be like, uh uh-uh. uh. No. You better say that Some thing. Some ain't right you about what you saying. Cause honey, I done seen her and spoke to her and nah. I don't even have to explain because it's on right. you. People see it on you. People see it. You don't have yeah. to go around, oh, he going around saying this, he going around telling these. Nah, yeah. you don't have to. No, that's not how it works. Once you cover and God's grace and, and you know, Stephanie, you You've been you've been really telling it, girl. You've been really well, telling and sending God's you, word. God tell you, all you got, you to got do a is spotlight. He put that spotlight on you. That's basically what I'm trying to say. You don't have to worry about the being afraid, being ashamed. And that's with with anything. Not just with abuse. That's with with anything. Right. God said all I had to do was show up. And that's all I'm doing. If I knew I had to do this 10, 15 years ago, I'd be somewhere where my life was mapped out like I wanted. In my little white picket fence, in my home, enjoying my life, me and my little puppy, having my life. I Like I say, 
Some things come through your life for a reason. People come in your life for a season. But out of all that I've been through, you know what? It may sound selfish to others, but I care less about my past because I gave, I, I, I forgave my past. And that's what you have to do. Gave it. Right. And forgive and yourself. My... Yes. yes. You have you have to. That's part mm-hmm. of healing. You can't go back. Oh, I wish I wish. Are you right? You have to forgive your past, forgive yourself, and look look back. Even with childhood trauma and all that, look back, stand tall, talk to that little girl or that little boy, and say, tell him it's gonna be okay. Talk to that inner child. Say it's okay now. You are free from this. Let's move on. Matter of fact, applaud your past. Thank your past because you will never be who you are today. Period. Right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. He kept you so you can go through that so you can tell your story. Not only free yourself, but free other people. God knows. So you can write feeling. that book. God knows your feeling. Mm-hmm. He knows when you're hopeless, He knows when you care. He knows when you broken hearted. And one thing people forgot about when they tried to test Stephanie down, that God was close to the broken hearted. He never let me go. Through my addiction on the streets, I used to always say to myself, and they I say, you were strange. You spoke life over yourself while you doing wrong. I said, look at here, let me tell you, Mr. and Miss, I know the person I know I can be one day in life and I'm gonna be that person. God will never take me. He gonna take me. Where he gonna take me? He gonna take me out these streets from prostitute, addiction, dealing with people. Even with my addiction, I have a testimony that I stick to that really broke me down with my addiction too. I would walk these streets where I hung out. I don't want to say it on Zoom, but in Atlanta, <laughs> where my father would hang out at. And um, it was cold one night, snowing out there. I had to been in and out the little hotel rooms where they had the little rooms where you can go get high, drink your liquor, just do your thing. You know, just eat up the flesh, just kill it down. You know, just doing my thing. I just thought I was this bad girl, you know, not paying attention to what God say. I walked in that restaurant and sat down that young lady that was same young lady that got high with me. I asked her for a French fry. She broke me down so bad. And you know how she broke me down? She broke me down in two words. She said, no. I was hungry. I had ate in two days. It was raining. It was cold. Couldn't get a date. Couldn't do nothing. I walked home in the rain. I got down by my auntie house. Before I got to my mom's house, I met a guy. He picked me up. He turned on my street around the corner from my mom. We pulled up in a car. We pulled up in this, I mean, this house up on the car porch. I said, oh, I'm back. I'm finna get me a rock. I'm finna get me, get me some look. I'm finna get, I'm finna get back there, get in the house. I'm finna get back in the crack house so I can sit down and get high and hang out with the girls and wait till the dudes come with the money, smoke my crack, drink my look and just have me a good time, y'all. I just thought I was just this miss thing, you know. Not knowing that I'm tearing my body down, not knowing they don't care, just thinking they love me. When that man finished with me and honey, I bent, after I got out that car, we pulled up under the, I'm sorry, I jumped up. But when we pulled up under the carport, we pulled down all the clothes, we did what we had to do, honey. When I bent down to pull mine up, I got a fist so hard in my head. Girl, I thought my head left my body, it got knocked two blocks down the street. Oh, oh, Lord. Lord. oh, God. I took off running through a backyard with a piece of crack stuck up in my mouth. If you can see me on the oh. pitch, I had a piece of crack in my mouth. I had a razor blade sitting down in my oh, mouth because I would man. walk with a razor blade. I would walk wow. with a razor blade and I would have a knife on my side. When I say he knocked, felt like he knocked my head up, I took off running through that backyard. I heard a bullet, a bullet went. I heard a gun. It said, the bullet went right by my ear. I got behind a tree I dug, but I hold on to that crack because I wanted that hit. That was my mission to smoke. Mm, Stephanie, even though a gun, even though a bullet has flew 
still had that piece of soap in your mouth. Yes, ma'am. I had that piece of crack rock in my mouth, and I had that razor blade on the right and the oh crack in the left. Oh, my I went through that backyard after that bullet hit me. I ran through my aunt yard. I ran through my aunt yard. I ended up on the main street. Got, I, I ended up on the street across from her. When I got there, because I went through there hollering, I was hollering, I was just hollering. I don't think they heard me, because it was like 3 in the morning. She said 3 in the morning. Girl, I thought I had it going on. I went in that crack house, and I told the dude that stayed there that I thought, well, I ain't thought. He was always nice to me. He would, but I would have to do like sexual things with him just to, you know, eat at his house or take a bath or smoke or whatever, you know. But anyway, I went in there and hit that pipe and I got a little paranoid. I went to look because they all always tell them I'm listening at the window and listening at the carpet when I get high. I can laugh about it now, but oh. I looked out that window. When I say I saw that boy going up the street with that gun hanging out that window, he was looking for me trying to find out where I ran to. That's the same night I told God, I said, I'm through. Mm. I'm through with dope. I got denied food. After I got denied food, I like the guy killed. I took off. Moved to Mechanicville. To Mechanicville? Went to all Mechanicville now. The old Mechanicville. You talking about yeah, the one T.I. Too- be talking about? <laughs> Not the old, I'm talking about the old one, not the one that got built now, baby. The old one. That's the new one up now. They had an old one. I stayed, and let me tell you, I'm so sharp with it. 514 Fulton Street apartment in. I already know my address. I had a public housing apartment out there. I told you I can go on for a week with y'all. Girl, you ain't going on a week now. No. I, I'm just hoping this help. I'm just giving <laughs> testimony. But I'm just trying to tell you how we got how I got out of it. This is how the end of my crack addiction okay. is. Okay. I got over there after I left from over there where I was hanging at and I moved to Mechanicville, got my apartment. I'm like, fine, I got my apartment. I ain't gotta go on other people how to smoke crack. I can smoke crack in my own house. I'm good. I got me a public housing apartment. See, they had public housing in Section 8, and based on your income back then, now they just got this based on your income thing. That was back in the early 80s, about 83, 84, somewhere in there. But anyway, I get over there, and I meet the little drug boys over there. Girl, they coming in and gave me that little sweet dream, coming up, paid the rent up for two years, honey. They coming in and paid all the bills. They had did everything. Girl, I signed my own death certificate that night. Mm. I signed my own death certificate. This is how God saved me again. God did it. The dope they gave me to keep their dope in my house, <laughs> I smoked mine and I broke in the closet and smoked there. I got them. Mm. They gave me a 50, then they gave me about, about five, six ounces. They left in the closet. I got all of them out that closet. I left my own apartment. Took my children to my mama house, left them, and didn't even tell her I was leaving. Left them, went over to a relative to my relative my relative house, and I smoked for a whole week. A whole week, I got high. And when that dope was gone, I had to finally go face the consequences. And when I got there, they always said cook and get what they want. How they got in my house, I don't know, but I had burger bars all around there. I mean, not houses, excuse me, department. When I got in there, they beat me to the poke. They beat me so bad, I was in intensive care for a week. I was on a walker for a while. And I had to, my mama had to sit there. My mama and my brother, my children had to sit there and see them beat me with guns. Mm. Crack is not a joke. Prostitution is not a joke. I walked away with no diseases that's not curable. I walked away with none of that. I don't talk a lot about my deep scars because God don't want me to talk to him about them. He want me to talk about how he delivered me. He want me to share how he delivered me and how others can be delivered and know that it's a deliverance through that. You just got to go through the process and you got to listen when he talk to you. You got to just let people be people. You got to love them where they at. No matter what they do to you, you got to just constantly love them where they at. 
but you don't have to tolerate nobody that's unacceptable to you. If they can't treat you like you want, they want to be treated. You ain't got to do that. When I learned this, and when I learned to know that it's okay to say no, boy, I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought I was Beyonce or somebody. You okay? <laughs> um. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up. Um. Any la any last questions? Um. You had Kiki or Mo for Miss Stephanie before we wrap things up. No, I just want to tell her thank you. Thank you for yeah, being transparent. Yes. Thank you for uh, sharing your testimony. Thank you for helping others um, through your testimony because that's exactly what you're doing. And I'm, I'm so happy that God is working on you and through you to be able to thank be that you. light. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank right. you for being a guest on the show. Yes. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. And I hope I can do some future more podcasts with you guys because y'all will see me soon. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, Stephanie. So okay, sounds thank good. You, thank you so All much right. for joining us this evening. Your story was very inspiring. Um, like I mentioned, even being someone that has gone through, you know, domestic violence physically, you know, physical and verbal abuse, just abuse, period, you know, I'm moving on from that. So that was very inspiring and touching to me. So I'm sure, um, you know, it's somebody out there that will feel the same way. Um, cause even if it's just one person, uh, cause that one person can help the next person and the next person can help that one and continue to, you know, <clears throat> um, try to help each other out in this world so just thank you yeah. so much for your transparency um it does take courage um <clears throat> and strength and you you showed all of those things um so i also want to just mention to you to keep going mm -hmm. um it does, oh, yes. oh yes you know even with your with your not so good days because we have them all but the key thing is to you know it's how we move on from it you know um yeah and we want to do right. it in a healthy way so that's right um that's all i have um and i just want to say to our listeners you know even if you if you know you can't relate to this particular um <clears throat> uh story if you know anyone who does you know anyone in your family a friend you know someone that you meet just share share this podcast you know let them listen you know help help us help someone you know we don't always it's have right. to to um be the one be that resource we can say hey you know find that resource bring the resource to other people hey listen you know talk to this person or listen to this or read this or whatever the case may be you know let's just start coming together more and you know helping each other one one individual at a time you know um so thank you so much ladies um, Mo, was there anything that you wanted to add really quick before we head on out for the evening? Go. So, yep, basically the same thing from Kiki. I appreciate you sharing your story. You know, it's good to be able to be confident and be able to talk about it and just kind of get it out in the open and not be ashamed of what you've been through because that's how you grow and become a better person. And that's that's really it, you know. It's, it You gotta be real brave in order to be really transparent and vulnerable around other people. So thank you for that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. All right. And my closing remarks, uh, uh -huh. ladies and gentlemen, you see something, say something. When you see the first sign, run and don't look back. <laughs> run and don't look back. Okay. Hey, love hey. yourself. Learn to love yourself first. Yes. And I'll show you definitely. how to love others, but take no wooden knuckles. Yes, ma'am. Most definitely. Well, it was a pleasure 
it was a real pleasure tonight um joining you ladies again and we are going to head out of here so until then ladies and gentlemen peace love and light we are out of here see y'all next time bye-bye thank you bye-bye